Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Flash fans! We are here with Season 1, Episode 10, Revenge of the Rogues, and we are so happy to be back from hiatus. This has been a horribly long break. Hi, I'm Roxy Stryer, alongside my favorite, Tari Miller. Hey, hey! My other favorite, Ashley Daniels. Hi, everyone! Missed you! And not least or last, well, I guess last but not least, Jeffrey Masters. Yo, yo, yo! I think you are right the first time. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Least Good to see you guys tonight. And we have a really, really special guest here tonight. He's little, but very important. Mm -hmm. And his name is Little Flash. Can we put it in the middle? I feel like little should be in the middle. Like, so, oh, God. You, you just want to hold little. You can hold well, little. I do, but I was just thought, like, so, we can all share. For anybody who's listening on iTunes instead of on YouTube, we have a little mascot now, a stuffed animal, mini flash. Um, so if you want to check it out, you can switch on over <laughs> and see us on YouTube or on AfterBuzzTV.com. But hopefully, if, if Roxy can remember, she'll bring him in every week. There we go. Just switch to third person. It's been an interesting <laughs> night. All right, guys. Let's get into this. What do we think of... Of the mid-season premiere of the show, incredible! Yeah, Words, super fun. I just—it was just what we, we needed a big bang. We needed to come back and you know get everything that we've been waiting for, and I think we got that tonight. They did not fail. Yeah. How did you feel, Tari? Um, I thought it was really good, like um, because the last not the last season but the first half of the season uh captain cold was the fan favorite villain and so i mean the best way to follow up the man in yellow is with you know someone that everybody loves which and this episode was super comic booky so it made me giggle it was it did feel like it had that comic book tone to it especially when we saw in the yeah. backpack i loved that one moment oh, yeah. that he had it was really cute jeff did yeah. you did it live up to expectations oh absolutely i um I mean, I love, like, ongoing storylines, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not that much fan of, like, the Law and Orders, where, like, it starts and it finishes on every episode. So I like that this villain came back and their storyline is continuing to next episode as well. Right, because we do have a lot of big bads that are only every single week, and we see them, they come and they go, and they come and they go. But the show is not killing a lot of them off. So you would have to assume that 
many of them will come back at some point, which I like when they bring it back on. So it's not just episodic. You know, you could you can start from beginning to end yeah. and have right. one villain. And what because we enter with these hero songs for anybody who didn't know. Every week we enter with a new hero song. What was this hero song that we entered that was with? Tonight? Save me by Remy Zero. And it was a Smallville shout out. Yeah, I was uh, introduced to me at least. Remy Zero was during Smallville was the theme song for I think it was the ten or eleven seasons it lasted for. I hope mm-hmm. we get ten or eleven seasons of this show. Oh, absolutely. I think we will. (laughs) Speaking of which, we have a little news and gossip about the seasons that you will have to stay tuned for, but we will get there after we cover tonight's episode. Yeah. So let's get right into it. We've got our big bad, not of the week, but of a few weeks, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, we have Captain Cold and we have Heat Wave. Mm -hmm. This was a really strange experience for me. As I told you guys, I'm coming from prison break. I love that. Watching them and their dynamic as brothers on that show and then them over here and they're like kind of breaking out of prison now and doing whatever it is. It was really cool to see these two back in action together and I can feel, I feel the chemistry coming from them and that they're loving it. What did you guys think about their dynamic together? This fire and ice kind of thing. I was never exposed to them on prison break, but like their dynamic from like day one of like this episode, I guess tonight. (laughs) (laughs) About minute one. Um, I loved it. I love seeing like, I always love seeing like villains fight each other. Like they had that argument scene. I thought that was so exciting. I like seeing like the villains fight because they're on equal footing with each other. Mm -hmm. They both need each other to continue on and they both want to like use each other for like the bigger thing. It's interesting that you say that because the juxtaposition between the two of them that I love, how Captain Cold is so composed all the time and he seems like he knows what's about to happen. He's so smart and Heatwave's kind of a hothead, Mm -hmm. pun intended. (laughs) Um, So I really like that back and forth, but they do need each other because they can't do it alone. Yeah. Fire and ice. What were you thinking about them? Um, I thought that like they did a really good job of making themselves really distinguished. Um, And it's like you said, like they very, they, they played up their character type really well to where um, you you I would watch a show with just the two of them pulling heists because they were just that entertaining. And so you see a spinoff coming. That would be amazing. <laughs> Never know. Ash, how did you feel about the two characters? The interaction between them. Same as you guys. You guys took all the good answers. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I felt the same way. I think Snot, I mean Snart, uh, oh. you know, was <laughs> just brutal. I mean, I, 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 if I have to pick one of them that I would like more if I had to, which I know you didn't ask me this question, but I'm just changing No, the question, that's fine. You guys already answered. I would pick Heat Wave because at least he's, he is a little more... I don't know, he's a little more verbal, so you kind of can get a gauge on what what his motives are. Mm-hmm. The quiet ones always scare me a little more. Oh, see, you know? I disagree. I love Captain Cold. I love how calculating and smart he is. Like, yeah. I like these From a scared perspective, which one are you more scared of? Well, uh, I mean, I'm not fighting them on the streets. Yeah, but if you were, <laughs> you I'd be more You scared. never know. Yeah. As of today, yeah. Yeah. I mean, watching them on TV, like, I'd rather watch the calculating, smart villain who's, like, intelligent and not, you know, like, just, like, get mad and blow sh- Stuff yeah, yeah, I would say that Heat Wave is more classic villain type because he's yeah. just like this brute force and whatever it is, which is why Captain Cold scares me a little more because you don't know what you're going to get and exactly. you don't know what he's thinking. Um, and, you know, as, and sorry, not to interrupt you. And no, as we know today, you don't know what he's planned. Right. Well, we really don't know what he has planned. I still don't know what's going on. I mean, I know this is jumping ahead in his storyline a little bit, but what we see at the end of the episode tonight, they're going to Iron Heights. We're all kind of saying, uh-oh. I'm more thinking, uh-oh, because of Barry's dad. And I'm like, how could somehow he find out about this or what's oh. going to go on? That's what I was thinking. I didn't think about that. But then 
I mean, you could see it in his face. He wasn't scared at all. Nothing. I mean, what were you guys thinking when they were in the back of the car? Did you think that there was any way they were going to escape? Or what were you, what was going through your guys' heads? What? Oh. No, please start. Oh, uh, well, I had a feeling when they had him in the precinct and he was really, he was being his normal self and he was kind of talking down to the cops. And I was like, something is going to happen. I didn't know if it was going to be in the precinct or afterwards. Right. Um, and so I wasn't as surprised that, uh, that they basically they escaped, but I was surprised that it was his sister. Hmm. Because who did you think it was going to be? Did you I, have any idea? I didn't. I had I had assumed it was just going to be someone random or like maybe someone we had seen before. Or I kind of wanted it to be Girder just because I like weird things to happen. Yeah, cool. Cool. Ash, what were you thinking when they were in the back of the car? Um, I... Oh, I, I did not assume that anybody was actually going to be there. That was like, I was really one of the very few that was very surprised. You thought they were going to get to Iron Heights? Uh, yeah, I thought, because I, I just feel like that's just the point where it was going to leave us hanging. Like, it, are they going to get there? And like, then they'd pull up and like, then this, the scene ends. But I do want to make a note that I was reading, um, so I'm not going to take credit for this, but someone mentioned that tonight was the first time we saw the supervillains, um, that the supervillains made it their actual goal to kill the Flash. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a good point to, to make. Because yeah, I don't think it'll be the last time, though. Yeah, but it's it's the first time we see that, so. Yeah. Especially now, he's on everybody's radar. So before, there was probably no one who could make it their mission to kill the Flash because nobody really knew the Flash was out there. Right. Now, the Flash is open and out there and people are seeing he's no longer the streak. He has a name. It's the Flash. How do you guys think that will change this show and are more people going to be... And we see some people in support, but are more people going to be hunting after him? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I assume that that was part of Snart's plan. So, because it seems like he's building a team. So, right. if you're going to build uh, this group of people, you need to give them kind of a lightning rod to gather against. But I think that's a little bit too, like, abstract for Snart. I think it's something more specific. Like what? I, I have no idea, and that's why I'm kind of, like, curious at why he's so happy that people know now. Right, because I feel like he doesn't leave much to chance. Right. So it's not just like, oh, maybe somebody will come across him at yeah, some point. that idea, while I think it will happen, is a little too, like, loose-ended for him. You know, like, why... It could be, like, ten years. I think this guy has a plan and has, like, a specific timeline. I would agree with that. I don't think Heatwave is in on the plan, as we see tonight. Right. Uh, Heatwave's kind of in his own universe. I mean, the fact that he is so easily persuaded that when Captain Cold's like, let's take over the city and make it our playground, and Heatwave takes his fire gun and burns a $25 million painting. I mean, isn't this supposed to be a guy who's driven by money and power? It was very confusing. Did anybody else think that was out of character for him? No. I mean, he's hot-headed. He, yeah. Like his power, he's fiery. Um, no, I think that... So that many puns. <laughs> oh, my. Keep them coming. Um, Doc, Captain Cold is offering him the city. And with that will come money and, like, maybe, like, the unneed... The, the, you'll need to have $25 million. Right, because right. you can have a billion dollars of a whole playground. So. Yeah. I don't know if you all were a little upset, about, like me, about the painting, that like I was like what is this thing as they're walking off the plane Jeff's like it's small I was like oh who's small they're like no no (laughs) 
the painting. Like, Good things come in small packages. I also, oh, I'm no. saying, <gasps> like, no. He's drinking too much. It's because he was offended by the small comment. He was. Oh. He oh fell right God. when it said that. <laughs> I'm small, too, so we both got offended by that. I'm 5'2". So that's uh, okay. okay, back I'm to the painting, though. When they were talking about $25 million and they show the picture, I'm thinking, oh, it looks fairly simple, but, like, it's Rothko size. It's massive. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they come off. I'm like, oh, I saw that at Ikea. They just sprayed it in half of it red. I was thinking <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond, but yeah. maybe they got from the same buyer, you know? Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. oh that mass production, probably. Yeah. Oh, man. I hate when they do that. <laughs> yeah, dare they? I, I agree. They could have done a little better job, but all of their money is clearly going to the other production values because this had some really cool stuff. I mean, think about when we saw uh, Barry take the he's got the drones coming at him and then the missile comes and we think he's going to run away but instead he runs to the missile he grabs it and like slow-mo twists it the other way that was so cool yeah. yeah we've seen him run up the side of the building we've seen him do a lot of stuff but we haven't been introduced to this drone him training I thought it was really cool to watch I love watching the Scooby gang yeah. and Barry yeah. what else could they do to make him faster like are they going to unleash I don't know. I guess tigers and lions wouldn't even be close to yeah. fast. Yeah, like, right. no. What can they do to make him know. faster than drones and missiles? I mean, I think the next step would be to try to have him run all the way around the earth and see how fast he could do it. And then, like, each time he does it, try to get faster and faster and faster. He seems like he needs something chasing him, though, in order to get to that speed. Yeah, the incentive, it has to be trying to save somebody. Or I mean, obviously, the incentive is, in that case, he had... Uh, you know, he had somebody kidnapped that he loves. He wanted to go and, and make sure they were okay. Right. right. He needs to either be running to something or running away from something in order to yeah. get to that maximum speed. All but, I can think about, though, when they're, like, trying to improve his speed and, like, reflexes is, I think it's, like, the Cons of Monte Crisco or something, an account where, like, they're in the water stripping and, like, they're trying to get their hand underneath the water between the next drip. And I just, like, imagine huh. him, like, in, like, a drippy jail cell just being, like... Yeah, <laughs> that's a scary thought. Do you guys feel that the special effects have gotten any better since we've watched it? Because I feel I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like they're like faster and crazier than ever before. I felt like they were great from day one, but what I do think is they that were, they've gotten but... more creative with them mm -hmm. because other ones we've seen before. I feel like, like just um, it, they were cool, but with the chalk writing or the white writing, when anything he was calculating things, oh. yep. whatever it was, I thought that those were always cool, but this is more creative. I think. Why are you guys thinking that special effects have strengthened? I thought I thought they did, but it could be also that we had two villains. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I thought they were always strong from the beginning, honestly. Right. Yeah. But like you were saying, like the chalk lines about like the tire marks are like three feet, and like this is that feet. I really enjoy that kind of stuff. Actually, I kind of miss those graphics. I think that they'll make a comeback because I do think a lot of people like them. I remember you saying that Jeff from day one that you hoped they would stick around. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. We're not seeing as much of his brain calculations like today when we see him. Uh, we'll talk about this later, obviously, but he has to read something really fast. We don't see how his brain is operating, yeah. and, and that would have been a cool time to throw that in there. I yeah, of yeah. course, it's like little extra bits, but it's like, it's, it's, I don't want to say easy, but it's like easy to see like an actor being like, oh, it's three and a half inches, and that looks like a Mustang versus like showing the graphic. It kind of right. like helps tell the story, I think. Yeah, well, that's I think cool. They probably shied away from it because it was, it's very heavily used in uh, shows like Sherlock and stuff like oh, that. Oh, is it? Yeah. So they probably were. Why like, would that right, make them shy away though? So they because they want to stay distinguished. They because I mean anyone who's a big Sherlock fan or, or um, 
I forget what other uh, show uses it, and it's used in movies sometimes, so they don't want to be compared to those, so they want to just mm. have their own way of doing things. Oh, that's interesting, though, that they started out with it, then, instead of, like, saying no from the beginning. Yeah, right. maybe they didn't realize, and maybe. they got a comment to that. I would, I would think that would be an interesting thing to shy away from, because I bet they have a lot of similar fans, and people yeah. like to feel that homey feeling, like, oh, this show's going to take care of me. Yeah, it's kind of like the tricks on, like, The Mentalist, how he's, like, very, like, intuitive. He can, like, spot, like, the coffee cup that should have been twisted this way, and so that means this. It's just, like, helping clue you in on it. Yeah. And, like, telling, yeah, on the journey with him. What do you guys, changing topics a little bit, but I'm, somebody who's trying to clue him in always, I feel like, is how I got there. What about Wells and what he's always saying to Barry at this point? I mean, where we left off, we were thinking he was the reverse Flash, but a lot of people aren't thinking that. And you guys at home have been commenting so, amazing theories. He came out and and spoke about this at the TCAs uh, on... Who's he? Grant Gustin? Oh, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Um, Kavanaugh. Oh. What's, that? What's his first name? Tom. 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 Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Do you guys already yeah, know what, that? Well, no, what yeah, he said. Okay, um, well, uh, he basically said um, that... Uh, uh, this is in terms of whether he, he is or is yeah. not Reverse Flash. Mm-hmm. He, he says that he is. Um, my funny <laughs> exact line. Oh, really? Oh. Well, I, uh, it yeah. was something well, to the degree of, like, he is... The reverse flash, but which reverse flash was right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes, there are so many different. But, versions. So exactly. such a good coach he says, answer. They're like, you can say this only. Yeah, right. of course. And he's been around for a really long time, so he knows when to, when to take the coaching. Right. He says, yeah. "Yes, I am." The reverse flash said that uh, a couple days ago um, at the CW's TCAs. That's the quote. Yes, oh, I yep. am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Reverse flash. Kavanaugh told reporters during the CW's The Heroes and Villains of Arrow and the Flash hmm. panel. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that they would allow him to say that. Exactly, but they go on to say um, that, you know, how we, we believe, you know, the reverse Flash supposedly killed Barry's mother. Right. But mm-hmm. in episode 17, we're going to get more information about um, that night through the perspective of the reverse Flash and not of Wells. Excellent. Mm. That's oh, and not Wells. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So through a different reverse Flash. Well, or you just yeah. mean through that character? Yeah, through that character. Yeah. You know, it's confusing stuff to talk about because, like you're saying, he's so rehearsed in his answers, and sometimes I feel like they could be throwing us a swerve. It's like, yeah, he's right. the reverse Flash, but we yeah, know that there might be two of them, and that's what we're theorizing, and also, is he this evil creature, or is he also trying to help Barry? Because the reverse Flash, just the, the actual character, mm-hmm. is always trying to push Barry to be better. He's like, he is a, yeah. a villain, but he really isn't like out to kill Barry. And also, when he was trying to get Barry to not go after Captain Cold, I was like, well, then what do you need from Captain Cold? Like, what do you need him to accomplish? I don't even think he was trying to get him to not go after Captain Cold because he needed Captain Cold. I thought that he just wanted all of the attention on Wells. He wants yeah. all the attention on the Reverse Flash because he's obsessed with that dynamic. Yeah. Right. I think he views Captain Cold as small potatoes, but he wants right. the Flash to become, like... What he know? I mean, we know that he knows future events, so he wants him to become the future version that he knows of. Yeah. But uh, Joe has been kind of on to him. Yeah. And from the beginning, and then he was off, and they got coffee, and there was all that weird stuff that came out about Wells' past and his divorce, the wife that died, whatever it was. But now, I feel like Joe is on to him again yeah. because of the priorities thing, which was really interesting. You know when you can just tell somebody's regurgitating information? Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what was happening. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that Joe is going to catch on to Welsh, for lack of a better word, shenanigans at some point. 
I mean, do you guys right. think that that's how they're going to solve this whole... Well, they do say it, in the same day at the uh, TCAs, it did say, Kavanaugh said that um, there's just one reverse flash. Oh, did he? Yep. There is just one reverse flash, quote, unquote. Um, and that should raise some crazy theories, including whether Harrison is an older version of Eddie. And they said that Eddie's name was not an accident. And we'll so, find out later in this year why that he was named. So if there's only one reverse flash, it doesn't mean there couldn't have been two people there at that time. It means that there could be two people there during the death. But either A, it could be a different version of the flash coming to fight the reverse flash, or it could be two different versions of the reverse yeah, flash at two different times. They could live on different, yeah. different time zones, exactly. Right. It also exactly. could be like he only knows that season one so far. It could be like that in this season, there's only one reverse flash. Right, of course he can't know that far into the yeah. future. But right. I'm saying, so is that possible that Harrison, he said he's a reverse, okay, I don't know. I'm just wondering if like Wells is a flash eventually, if Eddie's a flash eventually, as we know, and then this other guy swung completely like a third party. Right. I'm not surprised by what you, by the fact that his name is on purpose, though, Ashley, because we keep hearing them say that they're trying to stick close to the comic books. We're trying to stick close to the comic books. I mean, they have such mm-hmm. an innate knowledge of the comic book. There'd be no way that it would be, they would be named Eddie Thawne if he's not, you know? Yeah, right. it, unless they're trying to throw us off, but it sounds right. like they're not. Well, it says Eddie's connection to the reverse flash lore is going to pay off big time in the back half of the year. And I actually, I'll tweet this exact, um, where I'm reading all this right now. I'm so going to tweet it out to you guys right now. What's the handle that you're tweeting from? Ashley, oh, Ashley Daniels. Great. Yeah, mine. Hi, cool. I'm Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things up in the air. Yeah, there there are a lot. Um, what about, so the rest of the Scooby gang, we've got Wells, who's trying to convince him not to go this way. We've got Cisco, who's pushing him really hard because Barry's asking for it. And we've got Caitlin, who people are talking, there's a lot of snowberries out there. There's a lot of snowberries, people who are loving this relationship. I wasn't seeing the fireworks as much tonight. I just have to throw that out there. What about you guys? No, they're just friends. Yeah. Nothing? No. All right. Between who, who again? Sorry, I was Between tweeting. Kate, Caitlin and Barry. I, wasn't, Barry? I wasn't seeing no, fireworks No, nothing. Tonight. I've never seen fireworks. But you, <laughs> I, you have not, well, this is different. This is a different story I know. that I'm hearing. Well, it's because they, they're finally working together to figure out Firestorm. Mm-hmm. So let's. Well, yeah, because you're seeing her, you know, especially from last time where, you know, she was so hurt by. Guys, I got to pull out the notebook here. I made you guys rewind this 15 times so that I could write this down. <laughs> All right. Firestorm. Fusion, ignition, research, experiment, science of transmutation, originating RNA and molecular structures, Firestorm. Did I nail it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it's not like yeah, I have it written down. I was testing you. I was expecting, like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I could have said like, anything. I, I really feel like I just did a very good performance, and then nobody, there's nothing. Sorry, I was just, like, well, so I was, we were so in, We were in awe. We were in awe. Like, maybe a bow down. Yeah. Or, Whoa, Roxy. Tim. Bowing down. I'm bowing down. Sean's the only uh, one who cares about me. Also, I know what, like, one of those words mean. Yeah, it was. it's a little complicated, and that's why we're going to my left to explain it a little better. That's um, on you, Tari. Well, it felt like they were just like, we need an acronym. Find a find a science dictionary and put them all together. So, um, <laughs> I can't but, say that I'm familiar enough with Firestorm's character to know, is this true? Has this been true in the DCU always that Firestorm is stood for this? Or are they using this whole paper now just in this um, version of The Flash? Um, as far as I know, uh, it's just for this. Uh, I think it was just a way to give them a lead. Um, And so, because like Firestorm was just, it was just the character name. I don't believe it was the name of his research. 
I think that Cisco's going to be really upset that there's a name that he didn't come up with. Yeah. We're going to call him Firestorm. Also, longest acronym ever. (laughs) Seriously. And what kind of an acronym acronym actually comes out to be a cool word? And it has an acronym in it, RNA. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Come on. Yeah. You <laughs> that tell him, it. Jeff. It's you can't do that. <laughs> really um, also, the storyline that like began that with, is it Jason Rush? Yeah, Jason yes. Rush, that the guy was, who wrote Firestorm. Yeah, we got co-wrote. He'll be back in there next episode or the next couple episodes. Yeah. Right. So he co-writes uh, this Firestorm thing, which is about turning... Oh, Tari, make me sound smart. <laughs> um, Trading oh, new yes. elements after... It's, yeah. it's about... Uh, Taking like elements and elements apart, and then reshaping them into new elements. So, for example, if you had, um, I don't know, a carbon atom, and you wanted to make it into, uh, let's say, boron, then you would strip it of down course, to its, of its electrons and its neutrons and its protons, and you'd uh, smack it back together into something new. I do that all the time, though. Like, that, what's special about that? Smack I was saying, like, would say smacks it. Smack it. Smack it. Oh, yeah, no. totally. Uh, and all before breakfast, you know? I, I do that every morning. Tori, you were wrong. You cannot do that because boron is ahead of carbon on the periodic table. I have so much uh, boron. I would have never caught that otherwise. Hold on. We, we've got to have I'm some I'm just sort kidding. Of... I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say. All right, guys, this a... is getting boron. No, yeah. The, uh, oh. We need a sound bite, like nerd alert, nerd alert. Um, <laughs> we're like wannabe nerds. I, I know. It's amazing. But the point of this all is that he was writing this with Professor Stein, who we know is half of Firestorm. So I don't know how on earth they're going to work with this. They say that at the time of the accident, or Jason says, that he went to go find funding. And I'm assuming, I mean, what I would have to think is that he went over to Star Labs. And that's why he was there when Ronnie was there. And that's how somehow the two of them merged. Because maybe he went to go talk to Wells about funding or Star Labs about funding. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just still uncertain about how they're going to do that because we saw Firestorm and he was a single human being. Well, uh, I think it's going to be a voice thing. Maybe. Yeah. But we also already saw... Uh, Martin Stein. Yeah, Richard Garberg's character, Martin Stein. We saw the picture of him tonight. So maybe somehow they can figure out a way to split themselves apart. I mean, for all we know, he can, like, open his jacket, and you're like, hey, Martin. Like, there's a little baby head. (laughs) Like Like a kangaroo? Like scene in uh, Total Recall. Wait, what's a a little kangaroo called? A baby. No, no, they're called a Joey. Joey. (laughs) That's a little Joey. He's a Joey. Small flash Joey. Joey. I think it's interesting, though, um, with, just with last month's episode, um, I remember how he, um, how Wells mentioned how he's gonna promise, he promised Caitlin that he would bring Ronnie back. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was just, it just jumped in my head right now because, you know, we're talking about him being the reverse flash and everything, but like, obviously to promise something like that means that it's almost like he knows it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because every single word he says, I think, means something. Like, when he... It sticks with you. It sticks a month with later. <laughs> and, you know, tonight he looks at Barry and says, I hope we're not enemies. And almost has, like, a smile thing about it. Or whatever he's saying. I'm like... Yeah, yeah. It just always feels calculated. Right, because he knows. Yeah, I think it's like the writing, but also I think like Tom Cavanaugh's just like so perfect for this role. It's true. You like trust him and he's friendly, but you're like, but why do I actually trust him? I don't know. I was surprised we didn't see him in his his future room tonight. 
at all. You know, we didn't right. see him talking to... Right, we got enough of that last time. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Mm. They're probably putting it on the back burner a little bit. Like, let you sit with this. Yeah. Because sitting for six weeks without our show wasn't long enough. Right. You need to sit with this longer. Right. We're being punished. We are. Why are we being punished? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just just being able to watch this show is reward enough. <laughs> so, Kaylin is, she's looking for Ronnie. I mean, is anybody nervous about what happens when she finds him? Like, what is she hoping to find? She knows that, she says at one point... Oh, yeah, well, my fiancé can fly. Uh, did she want him back anyway? Does she have questions? He's, like, what does she want? He said, don't come find me. Right. Time. I mean, so it's almost like she she's just living on... I mean, I don't know. I think what Wells said is just going to make her feel like there are some there's some optimism. There's some hope that, like, th- that everything can be the same as it was before. I mean, she keeps on reliving moments in her life, like... When she was with him, and I just feel right. like if someone like Wells tells you anything, you're going to believe it. He's very persuasive. I know yeah. he's convincing. Yeah. I agree. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit about this weird love triangle we got going on. It's strange. Oh, Barry, Cisco, and Wells. That's yeah, exactly what I was exactly. thinking. I've been thinking about it all week. I can't believe it. It's so yeah, weird. so I just don't know who I want to win Barry's heart out of Cisco and Wells is tough. Uh, of I am so. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already like, no, wait a minute, Iris. No, yeah, we know we're talking about Iris, of course. So Iris is moving out. We know that because she got a key. It wasn't a ring. <laughs> it was a key. Uh, she's moving in with her boyfriend that we don't trust. I'm sorry, I'll speak for myself. I don't trust, we don't trust her him. boyfriend, who is her police father's partner and also works with Barry on a daily basis. And isn't this fast? I know it's been months, but like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's just creeping me out, man. We're almost a year in. I know, I know, but uh, <laughs> just something about him. And it's so weird because I feel like both Barry and Eddie are pining over her, but like, Barry is such a. a, a person on her level they're like both kids and they're young and eddie is just i feel like he's in such a different place in his life he's in the police force and he's working with her dad and it's just strange to me anybody else yeah it is i think it's distracting though i think it's it's kind of when you're young why do you want to some people just think that it's easier to be with the person that they don't assume to be a person that they could marry because when you decide to be with somebody that's like marriage material you're kind of Basically saying, okay, I am taking the next step in my maturity and I'm going to be with somebody that I could settle down with. But this moving is kind in. Of like, I know, but I don't think, I don't think the physical aspect of moving in makes it any more serious in her head. I think she's just doing it. I just think she's acting. I think honestly, all she cares about is the flash. That's the only thing going through her head. Whatever she's doing, it's just like, okay, I'll just go with it. She's got this boyfriend. It's easier to stay with him than break up with him. But I don't think it's as serious as it, as it looks. I just don't think she's... I'm going to be on the other side of this. Ooh, duke it out. We'll see who wins Little Fly. (laughs) So he's sitting with me, so... Well, not for long. Um, I actually think that they are in a... Like, I don't see any negative in Eddie at the moment. Like, he he gets a little bumbly. um, But, like, he's he has a steady job. Um, You know, he gets along with your father. You be playing the role of Iris right now. I mean, they, they get along. I mean, and... He, when he's first introduced, he's like a hotshot, so you, he's good at what he does. Like, so, I mean, he is, he's, as far as we know, he is like a normal guy who, uh, is pretty decent and he's nice to her and everything. Like, there's, there's no reason. Okay, answer this. Does he look at her the way Barry looks at her? 
No. Right. But let's talk about him being good at what he does for a second, because this was really interesting. Obviously, he doesn't know it's Barry, but tonight... Yeah, I know what you're going to say. He was able to save the Flash. Yeah. He, you know, there was this whole thing with these shields, and they didn't trust the shields, and the Cisco thing, and finally, Eddie takes the shield, and, and there's fire, and there's ice, and he doesn't know how it's going to be, and people have already gone to the hospital, and he doesn't care, and he runs out, and he protects the Flash. The Flash would have died. I mean, that's huge. How can we say that he's a villain when he did that tonight? I don't know. So, yeah, I would agree. He's good at what he does. And mm. and I think that he knows how much Iris loves the Flash, or at least loves in a friendship, whatever right. it is. So I feel like a big part of him did it to protect the person that Iris cares about, which is pretty big. That's a good point. That's a good point. I just don't see any future for them. I think it's just, I think it's just in the moment, this is what's happening. And I think also that who else is she really going to go to right now? She's not in, she does not see Barry yet the way she's going to see him at some point. It's just yeah. like, time will tell. She's going to open her eyes one day and really see it. Oh, well, I, I think she'll open her eyes though when she figures out that Barry is the Flash. Like these two loves of her that's life. That's such a mean time to open her eyes. Yeah. Like, oh, I You're love you, Barry, now. now. I, yeah. <laughs> you yeah it's like that fascination, exactly. though, is like also a person that you love, and then she sees him differently. I also don't actually think this is like a triangle. <laughs> I think that we're like conditioned from like Twilight and stuff to see triangles everywhere. I think that she and Eddie have both made their choice, and uh, Barry is just like forlorn. So it's a yeah. T, like the two of them over here, and then he's just kind of down there chilling. It's life. Like, yeah. Oh, it's I'm, I'm trying to love. put a, I'm trying to put a word or a label on it because that's what makes human beings feel comfortable. But really, this is I, I can't, it's a, it's a, and it's life. It's a Got Ben it. and Jerry moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but I will say that I thought Barry was very mature about the way he handled it tonight. And he goes over there, and she gives him the backpack. Then he goes back over, and she's moving in with him. And he says, "You know, I can see the future." And I was like. You lie. That's not your power. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was like, are you telling us something? Yeah. Um, and then we find out, you know, he's making a little joke about how they'll be fine. So I thought that that was very big of him. I yep. mean, I, and then the fact, what do you think about the fact that he told Joe that he told Iris? Joe's like, that you're the Flash? <laughs> I, I yeah. thought that was crazy. Him and Joe, uh, it's got to be a little awkward. It, I was just going to say the word awkward. It's just super awkward. It's almost like you feel like when you take a risk like that and you tell somebody how you feel about them and then they deny you. Then you're stuck. You can't rewind time, and you just wish you didn't say anything to begin with because now it's awkward. Right. Yeah. And Iris isn't the only one making moves now, guys. Though Barry decides to move back in with Joe. Why is the show doing this? There's an. I feel like there's a clear reason that he's moving back in, and we're setting ourselves up for something. What What are we trying to accomplish by having the two of them live under the same roof again? Is it like a cop loves cop? forensic situation I was trying to figure that out too when that happened and I have no idea but I really feel like the writers are doing this for a very specific yeah, reason right. I think we know that Joe has some he, he's, he knows that there's he has a lot more knowledge than we know that he does there's a lot more that he knows there's just certain situations where we see with Wells or just certain things where we're like okay he's he knows what's going on I think that he is protecting him and he's you know, I don't think he's going to admit that, but I think that he needs to keep a closer eye on him. But now. it was Barry's choice. But yeah. yeah, I know. But I feel like it was something that once Barry mentioned it, it was something like, okay, well, good. This is a good situation for us both because if he could have very easily said, no, you need to be on your own. You need to be mature. You know, you're growing up. And I don't know. Remember the situation? We could be protecting Joe. Yeah, I think maybe protecting each other. But right. what I was yeah. thinking about was a situation where I think it's we assume it's the reverse flash that broke into Joe's place. 
and put up the warning signs yes. all over the place. You know, Barry wasn't living there at the time, so he wasn't going to find that, and he didn't know until Joe told them. But what kind of situation like that could happen? That them living together would make a difference. That's the way where my mind was. Well, I don't. I I didn't see it as like a like a hero moment. I saw it as more of two uh, characters finding themselves on equal footing. Like before, I mean, Barry's always seen Joe as like a father figure, but like I felt like this moment was them going, "All right, we're both adults. We're both kind of now missing this piece of ourselves that's gone off to live with her boyfriend." So like. Let's both kind of come together in that regard. And be bro and have a beer. Yeah. Even though it doesn't do anything to no, you. No, not at all. He needs the calories. He could have as many beers yeah. as he wants. <laughs> but it's funny yeah. because unlike uh, Barry and and Wells, who Wells says, we're not, we're partners. And Barry was like, oh, I was going to say friends. Yeah, okay. exactly. I do feel like at this point, Joe, yes, fatherly figure, but it's also his friend. You know, they're not, I don't think, wouldn't call them partners. Yeah. There's more of a friendship there. Yeah. So he's got those two who are clearly his mentors right now. And I don't want to, like, read into it too much. I just want to know, like, what the reason was behind it. Because right now, like, it's, be it, like, there's a major plot point and they have to be roommates for it to, like, engage. Or just be it, like, they want to, like, show a more fun side of Barry and he's going to bring that out. Like, I I don't know. It could be for comedic relief. Maybe they start getting into like, like you do the style. dishes. No, you yeah. do the dishes. But they have lived together for so long, so I'd be surprised if something like that happened. Yeah. Or maybe eventually Iris has to move back in, and then the three of them are living together again. That's cute. And there's some late night right. sneaking out of the room sessions. I think it's a protection thing. I do. I, th- I think that it's not coincidence that what two episodes ago we saw that situation that Roxy just talked about. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be much easier if the Flash were there. To help in yeah, that moment. Right. Of course, I would want the Flash living in my house to protect me. Exactly. All the time. I'm sure you'd want him For in your house reasons. no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know me too well. I know. So that's why I bought myself a little Flash. Um, what? Anyway. <laughs> Where'd you get him? Let's move. Uh, you know, my brother bought him for me. It's so sweet. Yeah, at um, Aww, New York. Chat, you're so cool. New York Comic Con. Shout out to him. Um, okay, guys, let's move on to some news and gossip, unless we haven't covered everything in the episode. Move it on. I think on. we did. All right, so this is the section where you guys will yell at me because I gave spoilers and didn't warn you there were spoilers. So instead of giving the spoiler alert sound. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Just kidding, you guys never spoiler yell. You're the alert. best. You're so sweet. We love you. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> Here's what we got going on. Spoiler's been found? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 In episodes in future uh, weeks. So right now we are on episode 10. I'm talking about episode 12. So it says, mark your cat. This was from ET Online. Karaoke and alcohol equals best night ever. Question mark. Mark your calendar. Barry Allen dusts his pipes off in episode 11. It's not a planned moment by any means. Gustin says with a smile, quote, we're in a karaoke bar and there's alcohol involved. But since Barry can't get drunk, who's the tipsy one? We don't know. He says, someone is drunk. His singing partner is drunk. He teases, hmm, who could it be? It's someone we know, and it's, it's very funny. Is it you? It's me. <laughs> so I'm excited to hear hear the singing, the the pipes. I do wish that Barry Allen, we could find a way for him to get drunk, because I feel like he'd be hysterical drunk. But drunk, karaoke, singing, sign me up. Um, this happens to be the same night, though, that he is meeting his love interest we already teased a couple weeks ago that from Vampire Diaries, Melise Jowes, the actress who's playing Linda, Linda Park, is coming over and I guess they're meeting on in the karaoke bar. Barinda. Ooh, is that their ship name? Yeah. Ooh, hashtag <laughs> Barinda. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I could Bar- see it. Barinda, yeah. Barinda. Or Larry. What do you mean? Larry. Oh, Larry. 
Larry Brenda. Which one? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, moving on. So we've got some stuff about time travel. So this is what the quote is. Um, he said, Barrett, Grant Gustin says, that's what I've always wanted and now it's happening slowly at first, but in a big way by the end of the season. And then he talks about how in episode 15 is where it all begins. He says, it gets logistically very confusing because we're now dealing with different timelines. Interesting, because in episode 17, I just mentioned the reverse flash, we get a, his perspective on the night of Barry's mother's killing. Right. Right, so with the Flash, we know there's all different time travel things that they could go with, different storylines they could go with. We've heard all different, and people have their own theories on whether it's Flashpoint or Paradox, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. People are guessing one way or the other. I think we're about to find out, though, so the guessing might be over with. But he does go on to say, we'll relive a day twice in the near future. So Hmm. I don't know what day that is, but that could be cool to see. How we live Might one be time. that day in Could the perspective of Wells 17. and then perspective of reverse, of reverse Flash. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, okay, so this is all, nothing that is confirmed, nothing, it's just speculation and, and just people's hopes and dreams, but because I also am on the Glee after show and I'm a huge fan of Darren Chris plays Blaine on Glee, I wanted to talk about the fact that Grant Gustin is pushing for Darren Chris to be on the Flash. Obviously, Glee is in its final season, they're wrapping up, the timing is right. He's saying that he's friends with some of the other people on the show, so they want Darren Chris on the Flash. I say we start a hashtag for it. Get Darren Chris on the Flash. <laughs> yes. That's too long. We need something more clever. Okay, moving on. We already talked about the fact that there would be a Supergirl on CBS, um, and you got and I, we were talking about how it might be tricky because CBS versus CW. You guys told us CBS owns CW. You guys are so smart. Um, <laughs> but here's what Grant Gustin said. He basically said he would be willing and would like to do a crossover episode with them. That it sounded a little. Um, exhausting. I'm sure coming off the Arrow one, he's tired, but he, of course he's all for it. He seems like a real trooper. Would you guys want to see that? Heck yeah. Yeah. Of course. I would love that. Um, speaking about crossovers, we're also talking about spinoffs, which CW does so well. Um, and if you guys watch the Arrow after show, shout out to my left. Um, I know that they talked a little bit about this, but there's supposed to be an Adam spinoff, potentially. There's supposed to be a spinoff. They're speculating that it's Adam. So the character Ray Palmer, um, who's played by the same guy who was in the feature for Superman, so Brandon Ralph said, uh, hasn't commented on it, but they're thinking that he might get a spinoff. I think this would be really cool. It'd be strange to not have the potential of him being with Felicity, but then you could be hashtag Felicity. I could go on about it. Thoughts on there being an Adam spinoff? I think that would be really fun. Uh, I think it would... Like, it would be a, a special effects thing. Like, it would So you'd just... watch the spe- for the special effects? I mean, yes, because, I mean, he, he grows and he, he shrinks, and so you'd have a whole nother world. It would be kind of like what the Ant-Man movie is going to be, but on a deeper level. I'd be scared he could, like, get into my ear and do it, some weird stuff. He could. Maybe he could control your brain. From yeah. The... Would you guys watch an Adam spinoff? Because I know Adam is more Arrow-focused and you guys are more Flash-focused. Is that something you'd be able to just spin off to? Or do you feel like you'd feel want to avoid it a little? Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I, I mean, I'd watch it for sure. Why, why wouldn't I? I mean, I, I... You know, I'd have to get... I'd have to brush up on my Arrow stuff. But I feel like if you're... 
you know, if you watch The Flash and you watch a few episodes of Arrow, you know, you can you can jump right in. It's so easy to watch The Arrow, too. You can literally just, like, binge watch it like Roxy does. Yeah. yeah. Very, very she, true. She rewatches it, like, over and over again. I'm a binger. <laughs> All right, a little bit of casting news, and then we'll get to predictions. So, Weather Wizard casting, and I know that sounds weird because we already saw Weather Wizard on the show, but apparently his brother has been cast, who is the real Weather Wizard now, um, and he's from Spartacus. His name is Liam McIntyre. Uh, if you guys like Spartacus, then I'm sure that you like this casting. I, on the other hand, don't know much about Spartacus. Um, he plays Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this bit of news surprised me, but then I remember, I, I believe that in the pilot for this, we never actually, he was never named Weather Wizard. Right. right. I don't think so. I think that was a name that we gave him knowing the Flash world. It might have been Cisco nickname for a little bit, but I'm not sure. Maybe. This is going to be the real Weather Wizard, and it yeah. sounded like he was around to stay for a little bit. The other casting thing, we again, it sounds repetitive because it's trickster casting. We already talked about Mark Hamill being cast, but there's another trickster being cast, which is the person who played Dexter, the young version of Dexter. His name is Devin Gray, and he's been cast as a trickster, so I don't know whether this has to do with our time travel or what, but we have two tricksters. He's like a two trickster other like parody, like Copycat. Copycat. Copy yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys know better than because I do. Because the actual That's why trickster, experts. I believe, is still in jail. And yeah. He's and is Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yeah. Right. Okay. And that is your news and gossip for this week. Let's move on to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. All right. So we're left with, obviously, our big bads getting out of this cup with their, uh, by the sister, Lisa Snart. Um, who Ashley informed me is Golden Glider. Uh, we already talked about her. I think Ash told us this the other week that she was um, from the Tomorrow People. She's played by Peyton List. Apparently there's two Peyton Lists. <laughs> yeah, there are two actress Peyton Lists. She's one of them. Um, this is exciting. This was a cool twist. I'd love to see women kick butt. Yeah. Um, any other predictions? We see Pied Piper next week. Thoughts on him? Yeah, that looks fun. It looks like a cool, like, comedic part. Didn't we talk about him being boy- the boyfriend of the no, of the captain? the captain, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, like, in the comic book, so in the comic book, clearly yeah. be here, yeah. Yeah, but the captain already talked about on this. He was like, I have to go meet up with my boyfriend, so... He was, like, gluten-free or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, like, na- he named it. Judgy. Judgy face over there. <laughs> Whatever. All right, any other predictions from my amazing panel? Um... I feel like we're going to get something from the um, from the prison at some point. I feel like somebody is going to potentially get loose from and, Iron Heights or from the prison oh, that we have below from, us. From the prison that we have below us. What mm. do we name it? We've had like five hundred names. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's called Pipeline, but pipeline. we yeah. yeah. Pipeline. Yeah. Um, I feel like there might be an issue with that. Okay, Jeff. Anything else? No. Tari. <laughs> Uh, I'm just assuming that uh, for the next few weeks, people—he's going to keep uh, he being the Flash—is going to keep knocking down villains, and then each one he knocks down is going to be gathered by Snart, and it's going to be the rogue. Snart. They're making a rogue arm. Yeah, they're they're gathering them up. Tell people where they can find you because they're going to be dying to talk to you throughout the week because the show is so amazing. They got to talk to everybody else. (laughs) Tari. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. And Ash. At Ashley Daniels on Twitter and Miss Ashley Daniels on Instagram. <laughs> I tweet from Jeff Masters One. And you can find me at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzz TV or on YouTube and on iTunes. Rate, comment, subscribe. We read everything you guys have to say. Uh, we love you guys so much. Thank you for being amazing fans of The Flash. And we will talk to you next week. Bye from Little Flash. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.